Previously on Planet Arcana. Having vowed to team up with Finale 13 to enter the networks and kill a names for our two, the crew returns to their room at Sister Mary Viable for another night's rest, followed by another sexy wake-up call. Later that day, Crater, Riot, and Celestine enjoy a long-awaited reunion with the unreasonably attractive Linger. Amidst muscular hugs, our heroes hand over Effigy's stolen foot, fulfilling the promise they made when they parted ways with Linger back in Viridesia. After saying their goodbyes, the party receives yet another cryptic pip message. But this time, when the voices demand the crew, name us, our heroes correctly deduce the messages are being sent by the composite couple, scientists who mysteriously disappeared years ago. When the voices then ask, who are you? Crater Wayne rightly answers that our heroes are the three fools. The composite couple's reply, so was I. But there is no time to ruminate on this revelation as the crew return to the task at hand, the destruction of Vlad Honorific. To this end, they attend Vlad's opulent gothic mansion to confirm he has begun his big sleep. However, the crew arrives at the mansion to find that an event is taking place. What at first seems like a mediocre party is soon revealed to be an initiation ceremony wherein the host, Archaic, evokes the name of the Devil Arcana and entreats the gathering's new would-be thralls to offer up their true names to Vlad. Amidst this dark revelry, Riot hears the voice of the Devil itself. I told you consequences would be. I can hear you. I am listening. I can hear the cacophony coming from all across the fifth collide. Oh, how I miss you, my dearest darling. I miss the clockwork. The neon. The networks. Oh, these metropolises. These, these verdant, desolate biomes. Oh, the fun and games we have planned. But always with the promise that we are on a blinding path of success. You will be tried. You will be compromised. I repeat, we've been compromised. Do not despair. You will see the world. You will know planet Arcana. You will find All it takes is a friend. All it takes is perseverance. All it takes is a little sweat. All it takes is a key. Our true names are yours. Our true names are yours. Our true names are yours. The chanting grows faster and louder and becomes at once a colossal cacophony. Coax, who greeted you at the door and led the initial incantation, breaks from his central position and kneels down to begin lighting some crimson candles in a wide circle around where you, Celestine, saw the entrance to the basement hidden by illusion magic. 
A few of the attendees break from the circle, then reappear with cups of deep red liquid. They're Caesars, as they heretically <laughs> declared it, but crater, you know better. And Riot, amongst all the chaos and the noise and the chanting, all you hear is a voice in your ear. Familiar, sinister, tempting. The devil. I told you consequences would be a dire. And I think I'm going to have to ask you to roll a wisdom save for me, Riot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going to give Riot a d6 to that. Yes. Oh. Which makes it a 16. Thank you. Okay, so you hear this voice, and it's unsettling. But when it does settle, it's this comfortable, alluring feeling. And you sort of note that as you continue to watch Cokes preparing the Caesars, passing them to the uh, inductees and attendees of this party. And he approaches the three of you and hands you three goblets of quote-unquote Caesars and says, We request that you drink of the devil's blessed Caesar. And Riot, you've realized that you really, really want to do it, and you must. Hmm. Um, but is there, like, maybe, like, a little pinging going off? That's a familiarity. <laughs> I still have detect magic up, right? You st- certainly do still have detect magic on. The only thing that you see is the previously noticed circle in the floor. There is a ping going off for you, Riot. It's a ping of alarm, but it's distant. It's dulled by this sensation of giving up control and the pleasure of indulging. Mm. Is there anything uh, that like my raw stomach might be able to like dissuade my brain? <laughs> like <laughs> Your raw stomach? <laughs> it's a little spicy. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Your raw stomach gurgles. <laughs> I'm not, I don't want to partake. I don't want to partake. Then you should have partaken of me. Silstein Crater, can I ask what y'all are doing with your Caesars? Not drinking it. That's for damn sure. Uh, we already, we've already been through this. Crater has already identified these as, as, as Bloody Marys and not worth drinking. Uh, we dumped our last ones in the planter. And if now this guy is trying to really creepily get us to drink? No. <laughs> which, which is funny because, like, thematically, I would argue that a Bloody Mary fits better in this scenario than a Caesar. <laughs> yes. so I don't know why they're, like, they're trying to yeah, force they a Caesar a Bloody Mary? Yeah. <laughs> Vampires don't like clams. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we found true. the weakness! That's the weakness! <laughs> clams! Why <laughs> there's no clam juice? Oh god, it's all coming together. <laughs> it's all part of our intricate world building. <laughs> the clam zone. Clam zone. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, maybe can I ask Crater and Celestine to roll an insight check? Yeah. As a 15. Eight. The 15 will do it. Celestine, you're just like sniffing this thing. You're like, there's no clams. Um, but <laughs> Crater, you look into Riot's eyes as she begins to lift the goblet to her mouth. And in the eyes, you recognize a level of panic that you normally don't see. And she's raising the goblet to her lips. Can I quickly just grab her wrist? Mm. Hey, hey, you, you good? Uh... No, <laughs> I really want that drink. <laughs> but I know it's like something's something's not right. 
here. I think Cokes has probably noticed this uh, non-drinking going on and is like, is there a problem? Oh my, yes, there's not nearly enough clam in this. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. These are Caesars. <laughs> I have allergy to spice. It's uh, it's an anaphylactic response. But to... I just want it so bad. <laughs> Pepper. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the lady would like to drink her drink, and I can see that you're holding her wrist. I'm a danger to myself. Here's the thing. We all kind of share a room, and yesterday it was lactose, and today if there's spice, and we all have to deal with that. So this really has to be a group decision, I'm afraid. Yeah. I can't be left alone. I was going to just kind of like wildly be like... Well, she can do whatever she wants, and I'll, like, flail my arm that's holding Riot's wrist uh, in an attempt to, like, spill the drink out of her hand. Ooh. Ooh. Roll me a performance check. I would actually say strength. Ooh, Ooh okay. Yeah, good call. Uh, that's a dirty 20. <laughs> Sean. Yes. Elegantly, the, the liquid just flies from the cup, and there's a slow-motion moment where it falls 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 directly all over cokes oh. <laughs> his beautiful black and red suit oh oh coke oh i'm I'm, I'm so coke. sorry i'm so clumsy <laughs> oh look what you done did there crater oh. all over this fella's nice fancy suit that's such a shame you have spilled the devil's blessed caesar upon my body that's probably that's an honor though right the honor is to partake of the devil's blessed caesar it is part of the initiation rites can we wash that off for you if you want to give us your your cake we don't have time for this i already said the incantation and now you've spilled the blessed caesars oh, fuck. Can, can, can we just get get her another another cup like, I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry. These Caesars were prepared specially for this incantation. You, you're ruining everything. Well, well, you know, we kind of came here on a whim. Feels like we might be getting in the way a little bit. So yeah. how, how about, how about we just excuse ourselves from this situation and uh, we'll leave you to do your magic stuff. Yeah. We'll be on our merry way. Excuse yourselves. Excuse yourselves? I'm sorry, but I think you've misunderstood the nature of this initiation. It's a, a closed door event. No leaving. I mean, I'm gonna leave if I want to. Oh? I'm afraid that uh, if we decide to leave, you won't be able to stop us. Well, I didn't realize that the damn good Aunt Wilds was such a force to be reckoned with. Perhaps, uh, perhaps we should take a step back. And uh, he looks about the room and you can see that uh, several other attendees are sharing a knowing glance as they've been watching this go down. And even further back in the corner, you can <laughs> see Babra and Honeypot just like... Do we, rec- do we recognize them? I, I feel like we do, but I just can't place where. I really feel like we recognize But there's barely <laughs> any time to absorb this before Cokes nods to someone in the corner of the room and goes, Well, you're certainly free to leave if you can find the exit. And suddenly everything is plunged into blackness. <laughs> Please roll initiative. Man, we haven't fought some in a while. I know. Yeah. I'm so excited. We, How many people were in the room before things went black? I'd say there were like 15-ish initiates. 
Um, not including yourselves or Fabra and Honeypot. <laughs> 18 for Celestine. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, good thing I have advantage on initiative. Oh, uh, nice. Rolling that one. But oh. that's only, that's only, uh, that's an 11 for Crater. Well, I got a two, so that's a, th- yeah, five. <laughs> oh. Good, 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 good. The room is plunged into pitch blackness. You can't see each other. You can't see yourselves. You can't see your hands in front of your face. You can't see anything. But you can hear the scuttle of people moving around you. Celestine is first to act. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I still have detect magic up, right? Like it hasn't been... T- has it been 10 minutes? No, I don't think it's been 10 minutes. I would say that your detect magic is up. So you probably have a beacon of where the center hole is to get into the basement. But other than that, I don't think you're anything else pings. Okay. Actually, you know what? To be perfectly fair, I think you would get a ping from Riot and Crater's magical items. Mm. Oh, okay. Mm, so I know where we each are. That's good. Yeah. That's good. This darkness, is this a magical effect? Yes. Mm-hmm. Then I cast a spell magic. No. Oh. <laughs> and it works. You watch immediately as the darkness just falls from the air and just kind of like dissipates completely. And you see of the 15 initiates who were like just standing around and getting ready to drink the Devil's Blessed Caesar and whatever else was coming, you see about seven of them have drawn tiny daggers from their sides and they look kind of panicked at you and uh, they they definitely look hostile. Oh dear, after my super cool line. (laughs) My beautiful darkness. So, Celestine, the room becomes visible, the people with daggers become visible. Anything else on your turn, you have a bonus action and movement. Are the only people that are visible the um, the the flunkies, or are or can I see uh, Cox as well? You can see everybody. Which one of these people is Cox? Cox is standing between Crater and Riot because he was talking to them about like using the um, or drinking the Caesar. Bonus action, wild shape into chariot form, which will let me fire, and I will. F- Fire at all attack cokes, I guess, right? Okay, sounds good. 23 to hit. <laughs> 23 <Yep>. hits. <laughs> 16 radiant damage. <laughs> the lights go out. Celestine just immediately turns them back on, I guess. Uh, (laughs) Just like in the darkness, you just see one little point of light. You just see the cherry of of, of the joint as as Celestine lights up his joint and and the light spreads out and dispels the rest of the darkness. Uh, And then uh, and then Celestine in into a a new, um, you know, more more uh, more tangible wild shape form more more tangible chariot just uh, the light gun appears in his pocket and he pulls it out and uh, aims at cokes and and uh, fella I did not appreciate that and fires <laughs> oh oh no our prince will be so angry I'm gonna stay where I am excellent that will bring us to the initiates. Or rather, not the initiates, that's the wrong word. The um, the hosts, I suppose. The hosts <laughs> of the party. All right, so the host that's opposite the room from you is going to look at what you've done at Cokes. And uh, Cokes just looks at them and is like, you know the drill. And they're like, oh yeah. Uh, and raise their hand and snap their fingers. 
the room goes dark again. Well, that is annoying. And uh, <laughs> after that, you hear some ominous shuffling, and perhaps you can assume that some movement is going on, and some further shuffling. And this time, the sound comes right up next to your right ear, Celestine, and you hear a shling, and afterwards, you hear... Did the guy uh, say that? Did he, did he say shling in my ear? Has he... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he said shling. <laughs> 22 to hit. Yeah, 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 it hits. Four slashing damage and six necrotic damage. And excitedly from beside you, you hear, I got him. <laughs> I got him. <laughs> yes, yes. Well done. <laughs> and I'm also going to have you make an uh, intelligence saving throw. Mm, add a d6 to this for myself. 23, 27. Oh boy, yep, that's Whoa. fine. Um, and from across the room, you hear Cokes go like, no, 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 re- restrain. And they're like, oh, oh okay, okay. Um, and you hear some additional movement happening, this time from behind you. Um, okay, so I'm going to have you roll uh, roll in athletics or acrobatics against my strength. Acrobatics it is. 16. Ah, you feel the hands in the dark, and they, they sort of slip around, and you dodge quickly, and they don't quite get a hold of you. Wow, your hand's so slippery. It's, it's the Caesars. That, they are not Caesars. <laughs> Damn it, this is the worst party we've been to. Worst party we've been to so far. <laughs> Today. <Yeah. laughs> One more time, you hear the shuffling in the room, and this time from your left side... You again feel a pair of hands scrambling, Celestine. Let's do it again. Let's do it all over again. Your uh, athletics or acrobatics against a strength check. Acrobatics. Twelve. The hands catch at your vest and jeans, and you are grappled. And the person who has you says, I've, I've got one. I've got one. Somebody get this guy off me. You feel yourself get pulled, and there's just absolutely nothing you can do. These these Caesar-slicked fingers have you fast, and the person who has you moves a few steps to the middle of the room where you can see the outline of the illusory magic, and attempts to throw you into that middle of the circle and I'm gonna have you make a dex save okay not one. Oh boy that's my boy <laughs> it's just a magnificent toss somehow their strength is enough to like send you hurtling up into the air and you try to grasp for the ledge with your fingers but you just miss and it is an illusion and you fall right through it crater down into the darkness. We we didn't see that, right? So it's dark. No. So like we just we just heard the yeah. we just heard, heard Celestine go down a fucking well, I you guess. You heard <laughs> Celestine say, get this guy off of me, and then yell crater. <laughs> Doppler effect style. <laughs> Jesus. My dad instincts like goes off immediately. Oh. Uh, I'm gonna jump into a rage. Uh, I'm gonna do my slinky arm ability. I'm gonna run towards the sound uh, of Celestine's falling voice, I guess. I think I can assume there's a hole in the ground here, so I'm just gonna fucking swan dive in there. (laughs) Swan dive? You're gonna take two opportunity attacks. That's fine. Okay. Okay. Ooh. Eight. To hit? Yeah. Oh, no. And 16. I'm going to use my reaction to use my slinky arm ability to roll a d8 to try and negate that. 
Dad and Stigs. No, I rolled a one. So oh yeah. my god. <laughs> that, that still hits. Okay, so you're taking nine slashing damage and two necrotic damage from that. Okay, so I'm going to take six damage then, because I'm reaching. And I jump in a hole. <laughs> Crater, you follow the sound of Celestine's voice, and you actually, like, as you go into dad instincts, you hear someone kind of, like, startle next to you. You suddenly realize that someone is standing, like, right next to you, and they were ready to pounce. <laughs> and as you start moving, they just barely clip their dagger into you, and you feel it, but you rush on ahead and swan dive into this tiny hole and follow the sound of Celestine's voice. Oh, shit, Ryan, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> shit. Shit, <laughs> Ryan. <I'll be> damned. <laughs> it, was, it was instinct. It was, it was a pure primal instinct to go after my boy. Oh, my God, that all happened in seconds, too. That's so funny. <laughs> Okay, that will bring us to the next round of thralls. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, shit. <laughs> right. You're alone in the darkness. Mm-hmm. You hear these sounds all around you, sounds of Celestine and Crater falling down something to somewhere, and then you hear the sound of footsteps, and they go around you and then between you and the exit to the ballroom. Then you hear that familiar schling. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 20 to hit. Yes. Five slashing damage, two necrotic damage, and the person standing between you and the door is like, move forward if you don't want to get hit again. But even though they said that, you're also going to have to make a constitution saving throw. Okay, so that's uh, seven total, but I'm going to use an uncanny dodge on that. Can I? Yeah, I think so. Sick. Okay, and that was constitution, yeah? Yeah, constitution saving throw. Yeah. It's not quite enough. And you feel a wave of sickness pass through you, and you take... Through your raw stomach. (laughs) (laughs) No clams. No clams to be found in your stomach royals. (laughs) And you take 14 necrotic damage. Okay. And I, can I use a candy dash for that or not so much? It's only once per round, so. Damn. Should have waited. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. How could what you have known? How could I have known? Yeah. All that right. raw stomach will no. get you every time. <laughs> Don't I know that? Diarrhea is coming back. Into <laughs> <laughs> like fashion? Sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So you have been urged to step forward and harmed from behind and then you hear another galloping sound coming from the left mm-hmm, side of the mm-hmm. room and perhaps you hear Baber go ah watch where you're running <laughs> and uh, <laughs> 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 from that that running sound you feel a pair of hands grasping at you at your latex <laughs> and uh, I'm gonna need an acrobatics or athletics okay. check from you I'm going to go with acrobatics. That's a 15. Ooh, I got Ooh. a 15 too. Ooh. Ooh. Roll, roll off, roll, roll off. off. All right. 17. 11. Ooh. You done? S- somehow you hear like, as they're grappling. And then they manage to find the hood. They're just like, this is such a goth outfit I love it but they have no time to truly absorb how amazing your outfit is before they are pushing you pulling you dragging you to that same point in the floor give me that deck saving throw 
That is a 24. Okay, so you get hurled like your friends did, and you can feel yourself start to fall. You grasp out wildly, and your fingers catch the, the side of the chasm, and you're dangling. Can I, like, make a noise like, ah! <laughs> like you're trying to pretend like you're, you've fallen? Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Roll me performance. 14? It doesn't quite do it. Damn. It sounded like she fell, but and then everyone's like, no, 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 she didn't fall. I can, she's right here. <laughs> they also have magical dark vision, so yeah. they can yeah, just yeah, see yeah, you. Right. <laughs> One of them reminds the other. Like, you, you remember, we have magical dark vision, right? <laughs> oh, I've been keeping my eyes closed. Sorry, shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you have been thrown. You have caught yourself on the edge. And you can hear from the right side of where you're hanging. Someone go, I got it. And you can hear the sounds of them sprinting over. That familiar schling. And... <laughs> Oh, that's a nat 20. Oh my god. The butt of a sword. You can feel it just come crashing down in your fingers and there's a little crunch. On which hand? Ooh. What hand did you catch with? Uh, my left. Left hand. Okay. You hear a bit of a crunch and you don't really have time to absorb it because you are falling. Okay. That was my robot. Oh, nice. Your mechanical fingers sustain a little crunch, but they're pretty tough. And so you fall into the pit. <laughs> I like the idea that like Crater has fallen and then like kind of just like adjusts himself and then like Raya comes like <laughs> falling in after him and just like, you know, like he just has time to get up and then like smushed again. <laughs> Cartoon style. That's cute as hell. Yeah. If, I, I just want to throw it out there that if Crater landed on Celestine, Celestine is dead. Celestine, <laughs> Celestine, that's three death saving throws. I think you would have rolled. Yeah, Celestine is dead um, as of episode, whatever episode this is. Uh, sorry, everybody. And, uh, I, I just want to say, like, it's a really fun visual of like Celestine landing on his back and then, like, oh. And he, like, opens his eyes and sees Crater falling like that. So he just rolls out of the way real quick. We pull out of initiative here, and you find yourselves no longer in darkness. You've fallen about 30 or so feet down into a lower level of this mansion. The air feels uncomfortably still down here and even more humid than outside. You get a sense that this subterranean room, though far above sea level, is chambered by surrounding earth, dug into the cliffside. It's unclear what the small and unremarkable stone room may have been used for when this was a center of learning. Aside from an oversized arched metal door at the opposite side of the room, the perimeter of the stone walls are lined with Draculean wooden coffins with chamfered corners, red candle sconces, and a bright red painted lettering on one side that simply reads, BEWARE in all capitals with a drawn-on ghost emoji. It's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. You hear sort of the sound of like almost like stone being moved above you and the little bit of sound that you can hear from above suddenly dampens and you're in this suddenly still and quiet place. Oh, I think they just closed the door eyes like they threatened to do. Uh, Damn. Damn. Indeed. Are you two okay? Um, I, th I, th I think so. Did we take falling damage or anything? Sure. That's a really good point. <laughs> Thanks for asking, Celestine. <laughs> I, I was, was going to say something, but... <laughs> 
Um, I forgot. I forgot. Thank you. I appreciate uh, it. Um, it's only nine. It's only eleven falling damage. Crater, you're raging, so you can have that. But everyone else takes eleven bludgeoning damage. Okay. I was definitely the kid in class that reminded teacher that the homework was due. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ryan, I'm sorry to leave you behind there. Oh, you know, like that. Dad I, instincts are the cutest thing I've ever seen in action. To be honest, I feel bad. I I, I feel like it was my fault that we ended up down here i uh i don't know i couldn't i couldn't keep their greasy fingers off me oh it was it was not your fault it was uh their greasy fingers fault like (laughs) so is this like our tomb here like are they trying to like trap us down here just let us like die down here or Uh, like any more surprises you think what is the intention i mean well at the very least we can look around for an exit or something interesting mm-hmm. not a fan of the wooden coffins here to be honest not a fan the draculean ones yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> precisely crater looks back up at the the well we just fell down like i think i can get back up there and open it up if need be we can just <laughs> bypass this shit yeah <laughs> i do have spike feet that can climb up walls too that's helpful yeah i don't I don't, I don't like seeing dead things. Yeah. Like, okay, we're here. Mm-hmm. We have to look in one. Cause like, what if yeah. it's, what if it's like puppies or something in there <laughs> that need our saving? And like, it could, like, it could be just like this whole, it could be a farce, you or know? Like, like, yeah. What was the intention of this, of this venture? It was to see if Vlad was sleeping. Maybe he's sleeping here. Or maybe it's puppies. Uh, look, I hope puppies. it's puppies. That would be, it would be delightful if it were puppies. But it's, I mean, though, to be fair, if I saw puppies in a coffin, I think I might get sad. Okay, well, you know, the biggest regrets in life are all those what ifs, right? So, <laughs> Yeah. Great point. All right, I, let's 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 start let's start opening coffins. I mean, there, there's there's no there's virtually no chance that Vlad is in here, right? Like, there's no yeah. way that they trap us in here with their vulnerable boss, right? It, also, like, he wouldn't be like amongst like other vampires in yeah. coffins, right? Like, he'd be in like in a special little tomb of, of like all by himself. Yeah. yeah, these are just some underling vampires, probably. Yeah, is it worth me like using the medallion of thoughts to? See if there's anybody sleeping in there. Oh, I love that. <laughs> okay. I'm going to, all right. I'm going to take uh, some quiet footsteps to the closest coffin to me, which is the middle on the right. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to use the medallion of thoughts. Um, I guess detect thought spell. Uh, just surface. Okay. So typically the way that detect thoughts work is that you have to sort of direct it towards a creature of your choice but i'll let you kind of just like walk around in this room and just kind of like try to hear something that's coming from the subconscious of any creature or what have you in these coffins okay and you listen you don't hear anything immediately not in your head anyway you hear just what's in the room around you the sort of like the water dripping from one of the walls and then your mind is sort of filled with a sound very briefly and very faintly, a buzzing. Mm. It sounds far away. You can tell from that that it's not coming from in these coffins. And that's sort of the only thing that you can pick up um, by using the medallion of thoughts in this way. Can I hang on to that sound and try to move around to see if it gets louder? 
or more clear. Make a perception check for me. Uh, 18. You start to just move around the room and try to... I think what what's happening here is your mind is trying to find someone to latch the spell onto. Because you can hear something and it doesn't sound like thoughts, but there's there's something there. And so you're moving around the room, just trying to locate it, just trying to find something to give the spell purchase. And you notice that as you get closer to the large arch door at the other side of the room from where you fell in, it's at its loudest there. Uh, I'm going to look over my shoulder and be like, um, fellas, I'm picking up a buzzing in this direction. I, what do you think? Should we go too? I have no better ideas. Let's uh, keep moving forward through this crypt, I guess. Is there, uh, is there anything we want to... I mean, is the, is it worth looking for anything interesting? Any information around here? I don't know. Maybe I, like I am going to open one of these coffins. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't detect anybody in there per se. So okay. like maybe there's some shit. How, how's my how's how's my ten minutes on 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 detect magic? Um, it's. Yeah, let's say you're at nine minutes and 15 seconds. Cool. <laughs> nice, any nice. any pings of magic in this room? Yeah, you you get the sense of illusion from above you. But other than that, there is one ping only in this room. And it's on the arch door. The door that you're getting the sense of magic from, it's a large metal double door. It stands nearly 11 or 12 feet tall at the vault's apex and is mostly plain metal, save for a metal plate spanning the width of the two doors. A relief of a chain protrudes from the plate and an inscription over top of it reads, the worthy speak famous last words. And you're getting a sense of magic from this sort of relief of a chain. The worthy speak famous last words. <laughs> oh, God. Well, Crater, I, I, I mean, it looks like everything points toward this door. But if you want to bust open a, a coffin before we... Before and my we great st- axe comes down at the top of a coffin. <laughs> Just itching. <laughs> before Celestine's finished his words. <laughs> you want to smash. <laughs> Uh, okay, you bring your... Do you actually, like, fucking just destroy one of these coffins? Sure. Nice, okay. <laughs> Wood splinters fly everywhere, um, and you see inside of these coffins is a little bit of that, like, v- not velour, like, I guess satin. It's like satin lining, you know what I mean? Um, mm. There's, like, a little bit of cushioning on the bottom, and there's nothing in this coffin except for as you break it and the top kind of, like, splits in half and opens, you can see that on the top of this coffin, so, like, if you were laying in it and looking up, there's a taped picture <laughs> of, of um, the four or five guys or whatever who were in the band My Haunted Boudoir in their black suits and red ties. Oh, my God. I- you know, I have a sneaky suspicion this is probably just the sleeping quarters of all the hosts upstairs. It's somewhere between a, a, a bedroom and a high school locker. Everyone make a perception check for me. 21. 11. 12. Celestine, you notice that shortly after Crater makes a big noise in this room, something changes. There was a dripping of you suspected water earlier from the walls and you could tell that this room is like sort of under underground and that it makes sense but the smell of this room has changed it smells sort of rotten and as you look around you can see that from the corners of the room opposite to the big metal door there's something dripping from both corners it's sort of dripping out of the walls 
and it's starting to coalesce and get bigger. Uh, it doesn't look like water. It looks like a dark, very viscous liquid. Uh, I think, I think Celestine just like reaches out and taps it. Crater, uh, crater, crater. Ah, I don't know what you done did, but uh, now the walls are bleeding. Oh, I've I've had this dream before. This doesn't end well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's 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 go through that door quick quickly, please. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yep. That sounds great. I hate a viscous liquid coagulating. (laughs) (laughs) I think also, Celestine, you, um, with that 21 perception check, and I think Riot and Crater even notice this too, like there's a number of bones scattered about the floor of this room, (laughs) sort of between the coffins. Um, But as Celestine, maybe you like back up when Crater swings his axe just to get out of the way. And as you step, take a step back, you notice that you're shoe lands on a different material than the stone floor and it's metal and as you look back there is sort of like a little grate that you see so you just take note of that as like something different in this room um but aside from that Uh, that's what you see can i inspect the grate is it like is it does it move is it can you i i I probably can't see into it but make an investigation check Oh, what a jaunty! Yeah, I was picturing like like, like a four year old skipping down a sidewalk. <laughs> I was picturing like a pirate. Ooh. Ooh. It was like Twelve a different strokes. Twelve investigations. Okay, um, you can see into it, but it just looks like it goes down even further quite a bit. It's about um, let's say like uh, three feet wide and maybe like two feet deep, um, deep like length and width you know what i mean like it's it's quite deep but yeah you know what i mean um it's so it's uh it's in the floor it almost looks like a sewer grate and you can kind of it smells even mustier through there you can hear faint dripping sounds etc crater can you uh can you pull this grate yeah i don't know if i could i don't know if i can fit down there like that big oh that is that is a good point it's it's big enough i didn't i was trying to i was trying to come up with dimensions of my head quickly but like it is big (laughs) enough that it you know it's a big grade i mean if you wanted to see what's in there i mean hell yeah uh yeah can i grab it can i grab the bars and try to rip it off the ground you can and as you do you notice that the liquid from the corners of the wall is starting to coalesce and you can see that from both corners of the wall there's a shape starting to take place it looks like a huge like bubbling mass but as you look over you notice almost like a a limb extrudes from it and then another limb and they look almost like hands or arms like reaching out and you can see that it's starting to like manifest itself into uh i don't want to say humanoid but there's like humanoid elements of it and it's getting bigger and bigger and the smell of rot and decay is growing in here and here's what i'm gonna say you made a big noise in this room you have a big door that's in front of you and you have a grate you have you can basically inspect one and decide what you want to do with it before the next thing that happens with these uh with these like roiling masses is going to happen. Can we inspect the big door yeah. first? And then, if, and then if that's bunk, we'll go down as great. All right. But whatever we do, let's do it quick because that thing is grossing me right out. So to the big door. Yeah. Okay. What do you, what are you looking for? How do you want to inspect it? Do you just want to do like a general once over or like, what do you, what do you want from the store? <laughs> uh, see if it's locked, see if it's strong, see if it's uh like, leak proof like has like a good it's airtight yeah airtight yeah there we go okay make an investigation check for me and i i suspect that the others are helping you so you could probably do that with advantage okay 
I'll allow that. Okay. Hell, take guidance. Ooh. Ooh. Add a D4. Yes. And, Thank and, you. And t- take my encouragement. Thank you. <laughs> and, and, and my axe. <laughs> okay. Um, that was 22. Just like from a cursory glance, this door is closed and it seems like the, the metal plate that sp- spans across it is sort of acting like a... Um, What's the word for, like, you know, big double doors from, like, medieval times when they'd put down, like, a wooden bar to, like, oh. not let it open? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't yeah. know. There there must be a word like for a it, but I can't. barricade or something? No. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Fully visualize um, what you're saying. Though. Yeah. So that's what that's what it's acting as. It's, like, it's not letting this door open um, as it's a metal plate that spans uh, across both doors. As you look around on the door, though, Riot, um, pretty airtight, because I know you were looking for that. There's, like, not really a gap um, even under the door or anywhere around it. Um, But as you look through the relief of the chain, you can see a tiny hole. It almost looks like a hole for a lock. Hmm. Or rather, a key. (laughs) All right, I'm going to... You know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Sorry, DMs, can can you read the, the inscription again? The inscription reads... The worthy speak famous last words. All right. Uh, I'm going to turn around to the other two and be like, okay, key, daunting sentence, great, no protection from fucking weird ass liquid guy. Big door, good for big boy. Let's go. Okay. (laughs) Sounds good to me. And can I just like do a quick lock, baby? Yes, absolutely. Give me a lock, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Quick lock, baby. Okay. So that's a uh, thieves' tools check, which is your dexterity and your proficiency bonus. Okay. Ooh, twenty-seven. Oh Oh my god! Oh my god! We're getting through that door, baby. I have a question. (laughs) I've always assumed that you had your thieves' tools on you, but Mm -hmm. is there any chance that your thieves' tools are part of your arm? That sounds great. I like that a lot. <laughs> yeah, it feels like a, like a Swiss Army knife that it kind of like comes out of like my forearm. Sick. So you uh, you stick whatever part of your finger that picks the locks into the hole, and you wiggle it around <laughs> with with uh, amazing, excellent proficiency, and something clicks. Okay, you feel it unlock, and you actually notice riot that the relief of the chains though they're metal they start to unlink Mm. but as that happens you notice that there's like you can almost feel it with your finger that there's like almost there's a next step to this lock but it's not mechanical it's not analog there's something magical in essence about it i'm gonna have you roll an arcana check for me okay Ooh, dirty 20. Oh my God. Nice. That's incredible. You notice what's happening here. And as soon as you realize that there's sort of like an extra layer to this lock, all of you feel a heat starting to emanate from the metal of the entire door and the thing that spans across it. And it's starting to heat up so quick and riot. You just like, you recognize that immediately and you just, you so deftly get your finger lock pick out of the hole uh, and don't sustain any damage. And you notice as the chains unlink, 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 all of them. And as they do, a crease starts to form in the plate that spans across the doors. And slowly, they start to open. Okay. Well, shall we? I mean, it's that or staying in the room with the with the, the blood beast thing. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. The ooze beast <laughs> continues to manifest at the other end of the room. <laughs> Let's go. Then 
Fuck yeah. this. Onward. Yeah. Let's go through that door and then close it yeah. behind yes, us. Very quickly. Be happy to have this door between us and that thing. You step in and you push, and these metal doors are heavy. So it takes all three of you, um, especially Crater's help, to get them fully closed again. Can I do a spell right before the doors actually close? Yeah. Uh, I want to just like create a bonfire where the goo <laughs> beast is. Great. Oh. <laughs> Just like fuck that baby forever. (laughs) Oh my god, the bonfire is back. For the record, I also picked up the bonfire. Did you? Oh, you did. We we are well equipped to make fires now, and and I am the fire. So this worked out great. Hello, it's Jay, one of your DMs. Hey, have you drank water in the last hour? Did you get up and stretch recently? Have you said something nice and affirming to yourself today? Have you had a belly laugh in the last 24 hours? I think I can help with that last one by directing you to our Patreon. That's right, in exchange for just a few dollars a month, you can have access to one of the funniest things I've ever had a hand in creating, our bonus talkback show Recharge, in which we discuss the episodes prior and literally every episode features me laughing the hardest I've ever laughed because we make extremely silly and stupid jokes and we have a great time. Aside from at least one guaranteed belly laugh, yes, guaranteed, oh, you'll also get early access to episodes and miscellaneous weird and wacky things we decide to create. Check out www.planetarcana.com or head straight to patreon.com slash planetarcana and jump right in. This was admittedly self-indulgent, but my affirmations to myself today are to take up space. I wish I could help you with the other stuff, but I can't as I am not a doctor, but I am someone who can encourage you to take care of yourself today. Speaking of taking care of yourself, why not take on a new podcast while you walk through the park? Here's Trials of the Apocalypse to tell you more. Again, I am not a doctor. Love you. Bye. Hello, my name is David, the host of Trials of the Apocalypse, an improvised fiction anthology podcast using Powered by the Apocalypse game frameworks. And this is a cry for help. You see, I tell concise, independent story arcs with a rotating cast of friends and guests, but things always go off the rails. A simple game of retired grannies solving murders uncovers a bird-themed high school cult. A mundane group of ghost hunters on a train becomes party to war crimes at the heart of a burgeoning civil war. A cosmic hunt for a dangerous space anomaly devolves into a planet-wide group chat booty call. And what's worst of all is, I kind of love it. And I think you just might too. Just search for Trials of the Apocalypse in your favorite podcatcher. I'll see you there. A fire burns in all three of you as you, as Riot <laughs> creates a real fire outside of the door and you close them. You step into a room befitting a classical names for Atu. The walls and ceiling are wallpapered in a matching crimson damask pattern, peeling in places, and a nearly matching expensive looking rug spans nearly the entire room. All the furniture is dark wood, and the smell is notably more palatable than the room you dropped into. A woody incense burns on a writing desk next to an incredibly grand four-poster bed made up with dark crimson and black silk sheets. Wrapped up in them is a figure. You cannot see them, 
but you can hear the buzzing, jarringly reminiscent of the sound Snowshoe used when he led you into the networks a couple weeks ago. Wow. Folks, I, I think we found him. Seems to be... God, I didn't expect, like, a full, like, sheet set. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can, I, can I go over to the desk and mm-hmm. see if there's any ledgers or any notes? Yeah. Uh, Make an investigation check. Um, pretty, pretty good. Mm-hmm. No, I haven't made one of these in a while. Oh, it's a dirty 20. Wow. Oh, yeah. Really good. You see um, a number of just, like, quickly scrawled notes on the desk. Um, a few of them to do with, like, you can see that there's, like, sort of a ledger back and forth between, um, you can tell that Vlad has signed off on a couple things and Cox has signed off on a couple things. And it's a lot of, like, planning the initiation night. So... Nothing there really strikes as like something that's deeply secret or important. Most mostly, you know, you know the time and the place and blah blah blah. You actually do notice a uh, a note saying uh, mentioning Team Sprocket actually that um, their presence could be helpful in CGA. You also notice a drawing of a. It looks like a like a fashion drawing. Like um, it's a it's like a per, like a featureless person. But there's a very exquisite-looking cape that's been drawn on this person with, like, lots of elaborate um, embroidery and things like that. And at the bottom of the sheet, there are the words uh, in quotation marks, This is how I disappear, cape. (laughs) (laughs) And it almost looks like a a technical drawing, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. That's what you find. Okay. Well, if nothing else, I think we take that drawing. Oh, for sure. I guess I'll grab those schematics and put it in my pocket, I guess. Save that for a rainy day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like a falling star. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit, what do we do from here? Is there any other way out of this room or just the doors we came through? Make an investigation check. Mm. Ooh, that's an 18. You look around this room... You check all of the places where the wallpaper is peeling. There's no grate in this room. There's no other doors. There, Of course, there's no windows because it is subterranean. There's but the metal door that you came through. Okay. So on the bed, there's just like a figure that we can't see, like presumably sleeping. Because, yeah, they're like, you can't see them because they're wrapped up in the sheets. Does anybody else here have a weird feeling about this? Like, feels odd that they threw us in the chamber where Vlad presumably is. Well, did they expect us to be able to get through that door is the question. I mean, Ms. Riot is uh, pretty handy with a lockpick, and I'm sure they were not expecting that. It wasn't easy. Should, should we peel back the blanket a little bit just to see if like, this is Vlad? Oh, well, God. we didn't come all this way not to. I think we've got to, right? Yeah. Well, let's just take a quick peek. Just a little peek. That's all. Just a little peek. Problem. Okay, you peel back the sheets. Okay, you peel back the sheets. Oh, I, 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 didn't, I didn't realize that was a question. I Sorry, thought, yes, I thought you were dramatically just, doing that. I was just, like, oh, what, is it just like a stack of yeah, pillows or yeah, something? Yeah, 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 that's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a body pillow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, there's old fuck in the bed, and you... <laughs> and the, and the, and the that honestly over. would be the best case scenario. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you oh for God. playing. Goodbye. <laughs> that's um, the end. That's the end. <laughs> you peel back the sheets, and finally... You behold the man himself. 
you are less surprised than you should be to find that while Vlad technically matches his portrait that you saw when you came in, in reality he is far less impressive. His pencil moustache is crooked, his black embroidered suit, which he's sleeping in, is misbuttoned, the ruffles sloppily spilling over a collar worn far too high, creating the illusion that his lanky blonde head is being swallowed up by the ill-fitting suit. His sleeping sleeping expression is less, I'm better than you, and more, I'm trying to hold in a fart. (laughs) Oh my god. And he snores away. <laughs> well, that's um, not what I was expecting. Yeah, I have some reservations about just trying to cut a dude's head off while he's sleeping. Um, he will possibly just come back, though. But you're right. I'm I'm like the antithesis of intimidated right now. <laughs> what do you two think? I mean, on the bright side, regardless of what we do next, we know where he is. We know he's sleeping. And we know that he is in his sleep, yes. He sure is. Can I go through his pockets? <laughs> sure. <laughs> you find um, uh, a couple black candles. You his find pockets. a bottle of Dolce Gabbana. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you find, let's, let's say you find like 10 platinum, so like 100 gold. Ooh. And he's on a big bed? Okay. Yeah, it's a ma- it's like a California king, Viridesia wow. king. Does he keep anything <laughs> under the pillow? You check under the pillow and, like, I don't have anything real, so I'm just trying to come up with uh. flavorful stuff. Yeah. Uh, there's a teddy bed. There's a bed. Oh! Uh, teddy. Oh, my <laughs> <God>. <laughs> it's really cute, actually. <laughs> <laughs> like well, that's cute. It is. I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to kill this guy. Really. Like. <laughs> oh. Uh, well, I mean, to 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 keep it in perspective, he does manipulate people into giving that's right. up their true names and then draws power from them. It's a pretty. It's a bad situation. He's a bad person. Yeah, skeezy guy. I mean, he's right here. There's no one else in this room. Yeah. But what if trying wakes him up and then he just comes back and kills us? Are these people lizards? Like, if we just, like, cut off his head, is it going to grow back? Or Cut off his head and take it with us? I'm right. You just took the words right out of my mouth. Put it in the bag of holding. I don't know. <laughs> Make an insight check, everyone. Will do. Ugh. Ooh. 14. Natural one. <laughs> uh, 19. Okay. This makes sense that, Riot, you recall this. You all remember that Chrissy mentioned that the thralls of the person, of the names Veratu, typically suffer the most when they're regenerating. Um, that's a lot of, part, like, a huge part of the work that 13 does to try to help people get through um, the big sleep. But Chrissy did mention that when you, uh, when she had been, when there was an attempt on her life, it did suck some life out of the thralls. So you suspect that if you do kill him without going through the pop- proper um, avenues, it may end up hurting someone else. Not coax. <laughs> Potentially coax. No. Uh, well, I mean. well, now I'm torn. <laughs> if we could choose. I feel like we're already in 50% territory, and I'm concerned we might tip our balance a little if uh, if we start to hurtin', hurtin' other folks who are just, uh, just thralls of this fella. Well, I don't know if we can do this on our own networks-wise, but could we wing it? I don't know. You mean go into the networks right now without 
escaped uh, without 13's help. Yeah. Like, the sound is here. And we're here. We could, you know. We're presumably safe. Do we have any way to get word to 13? Did I get their number or something? <laughs> yeah, I, it stands to reason that you all probably exchanged numbers. Yeah, do we get service down here? We just... Oh, yeah. <laughs> roll... Roll a d4 for me, someone. Go for it, Sky. I trust you. Okay. I don't. Two? You have two bars. Okay. It's intermittent. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, okay, I'm going to send 13 a little message and be like, hey, with Vlad sleeping, um, what do you say we make a make a shot at entering the networks? Please advise. Help? <laughs> Okay, you get a pretty quick text back that's just that just reads right now, are you coming over? And then I'll be like, Can you come here as quick as can be? Perhaps they can they can meet us in there. Yeah. Meet us in networks, maybe? Question yeah. mark, question mark? Yes, okay, yes. You get a text back that's just three mind exploding expo- emojis. <laughs> um, and then the next text says, I'll do my best, I'll try, I'll follow the noise. Hmm. How long is a short rest? Again, remind me. One hour. Oh, God, we don't really have time for that, do we? Yeah, I mean... Time works differently in the networks, though, right? That's true. Maybe we get into the networks, take a short rest there. Yeah, I like All that. Right, well, let's see if we can get into the networks then. Let's yeah. do this. Just before we do this, can I go over to the desk mm-hmm. and grab a grab a pen or a quill or something? That I'm yeah, there's a them? feather quill. Perfect. Perfect <laughs> shape. I'm going to walk back over to the door and I'm going to stick that in, in the keyhole. Ooh. Uh, just so that Usink can't slowly trickle through that. Lots of Benny. That's good. good really, call. really fucking good idea. I don't think I've ever done this, but I'm going to give you inspiration for that because I didn't <laughs> even think of that. And yeah, that would have been... Some serious Fuck fucking yeah. juice. Yes. Well done. Uh, do inspiration stack? No. Nope. <laughs> Fuck. Oh. <laughs> Gotta use your inspiration. You just need All to right. be. You just. Uh, you're, you're just so inspiring. Yeah. You're just so inspired individual. Also, um, just as a side note, I found out recently that inspiration. You're supposed to call it before you use the role, mm. which we haven't done, but I feel like we give inspiration so infrequently that I'm fine to keep doing it like this if you guys are, mm. and if any listeners are listening, yeah. d- don't, don't at me. Don't at me. <laughs> yeah. we, everyone plays D&D differently at, at their tables. You can play it how, however you want. Yeah. Yeah. Rigid rules. Let's not gatekeep the yeah. rules. Yeah. Fuck the man. Fuck the man. In particular, fuck this man right here on this thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to bring it back around, yeah, yes. Back where we landed. So just like Snowshoe taught us, I guess. Yeah. Let's uh, yeah. let's do our best. All right, everyone. Well, we'll see you on the other side. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. This will be fun. Yes. Hell, hell yeah. All right. Should we hold hands or something? Absolutely. <laughs> Should we get comfortable? Too? You want to like hop into the bed? No. I was gonna say we could just lie right next to him. Uh, yeah. Maybe a maybe a, a a close physical connection will help us find him in the networks. Okay. And the bed looks comfy as hell. If I'm honest, the silk black sheets. I kind of want to know what black silk feels like. You know. Okay. <laughs> Every horror movie I've ever seen tells me no, but I hear you. Let's Mom go. Paul would not let me watch those ones, so I don't have any frame of reference. Excellent. <laughs> okay, get in the bed. Get in the bed next to creepy. Uh, yep. Great. 
Bamboo. Well, there is four of us. I, I I can be a buffer between you and Creepy Man if okay, you want. Yeah, it's that'd okay. Be great. That'd be great. <laughs> okay. So for the very first time, you all attempt to enter the networks of your own volition without the aid of Snowshoe. This is uh, monumental. It's less of like trying to fall asleep at the end of a at the end of the day and more that like once you're trying to get into the networks, that sort of rest comes a little easier because it's not so much that you're trying to rest, it's that you're trying to go to a different place. And so I'd say within like 15 or 20 minutes, you all start to fall into that familiar feeling. And the first thing that happens is that Riot needs you to roll a d4. Oh boy. Let's keep the streak alive. Four. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh my god. This Riot is an android at heart. Yeah. <laughs> Knew it. You all land in the digital network. Oh boy. Oh my stars. I think we did it. I can't really believe it. <laughs> we have entered the networks. The digital one to be specific. The information tier, you recognize it, the neon fractals as they coalesce and organize into discrete shapes and zip by in linear patterns. Like last time, Riot's doppel manifests and goes running, just like last time. I heard talk of a short rest. Is that a thing? Or what's what's the next action item, my friends? Well, uh, I think that it would be good if we had 13's assistance with all this, and so perhaps if we if we just take a moment and see if they can find us, uh, it might be a good opportunity to have ourselves a little, little rest. Yeah, they said that they were going to follow the sound. Maybe you should have clarified what that was. Oh, uh, they were referring to that buzzing, buzzing. sound. So gotcha. the thing that was mm, also yeah. emanating, emanating off of Vlad very noisily where you were, um, that's what they'll be attempting to follow. And are we still, like, close? Is that still happening close to us or is it is it a different location now like the is the buzzing still there yeah Yeah. what what is our sense of the sound yeah where where is the sound in relation to us the sound seems to be sort of emanating throughout the information tier so i think that you could assume that you have to proceed like further into the networks in order to follow it Hmm. But short rest first is is the agenda. Patching up a little bit, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's really mostly a mostly a, a, a healing situation. I'm gonna like crack my fingers back and kind of like crick them back into place. The ones that were hit by the back of the sword, <laughs> and uh, I'm gonna like uh, attune to my eye mod and just have that so... swivel around. Nice. Whoa. All right. And your short rest goes by in an instant and an eon, as things tend to behave in the networks. And finally, as you're resting, you hear something. Hello? Riot? Crater? Celestine? Is that 13? 13, is that you? It... uh, I can hear you. Where are you? Uh, I... I'm I'm trying to follow the buzzing, and I'm trying to follow your voices... I I think you also noticed that the, the sound of the voice is getting nearer and nearer. Can you see me? Not yet, but you're getting louder. You're getting closer, I think. 
everybody roll me an insight. Sorry, is, is anybody else freaking out about what Finale just said there? Or I, this could be in my head. I can yeah. hear you. The 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 way that it sounded exactly <laughs> like it sounds when Jay says it in the, in the intro. Yup, yup. I thanks. didn't even notice that. I was right over that. my head. Oh, me I was too. freaking out about that. Oh. I was like, oh my god, this is huge. Like, oh, I, I this is huge. <laughs> yup. That's so funny. They said the thing. Uh, I got 21. Okay, well, that's a big old seven for Celestine, so. <laughs> Sorry, that was insight? Yeah. Yeah, it was a three. Bad. Yeah, no, I think that that, <laughs> that, that works great because yeah. Sean and I are both sitting there fucking thinking about the, the goddamn theme song. Wait, okay, so we had a 21 that was Riot? Yeah. Riot, you're trying to figure it out. Why Why can't you see them? You can hear them. They seem to be really close. They seem to be getting closer. And then you recall that they were following the sound, the sound that Vlad is emanating. Vlad, the human. Oh. Um. Yeah. Oh, we're in the wrong network. I didn't even oh, think of that. I did not think of that. There's no way to jump, is there? Well, I mean, Snowshoe can do it. Uh, this might fuck me up, but can I try to jump? Ooh. Do you say this out loud? Yeah. I think that I just put it together, too. Yeah, if you're going after Vlad, I think we need to link up. I, I, I want to try to help you with this. I, I, think, I think maybe I can. I... When I go in, and I, if I'm trying to help someone who is a human, I sort of have to take a bit of a different approach. I, I have to imagine the part of myself that would belong in the other place. And then when you feel that, just grab hold of that feeling and embrace it. I know it's really abstract, but give it a shot. <sighs> okay. Um, I'm going to conjure up a memory of when I was little when I would run through the, the cornfields and just be so filled with an energy all of the vegetation on either side would whisk by my legs by my arms and I could feel it on my skin I was entirely human I had no concept of being anything but and there was like an animal charge that like I just felt so raw and so not an individual one with the nature around me and I want to hold on to that you hold on to that feeling of the wheat whisking by your skin of that animalistic connection to the earth and the land around you you hold on to that image as you attempt to jump and I'll have you make a wisdom saving throw I have a note here I it might be over by now but it says advantage on wisdom saving throws and I don't know what that was from. Ooh, when did that happen? Yeah. Was that from the networks? I think it was the last time we were in the networks. Yeah. Which yeah. was two nights ago. Yeah, so I don't think it's good anymore. What's Yuck. your what's your wisdom saving throw looking like there, Ryan? How 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 good is it? It's um <laughs> where is it? Where we go? There we go. Not very good. <laughs> Alright, take a D6 to it. Okay. Okay. Take, take Thank you. D6. And as you start to prepare yourself to make this jump. As well as feeling like that young, very human version of yourself, you can also get this sense of someone waiting with arms open, with their heart open, and it's 13, and I'm going to give you advantage on the oh. saving throw. Mm. Okay. Okay. Uh, 24. Nice. Oh. Nice. <laughs> the warmth of your sun, the wheat on your skin, the running, 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 and you run, and then you... And there's 13. Oh my god. You've made it to the Dream Network. <sighs> and you take a bit of a look around you, and there's a similar sensation to the information tier. It feels 
equivalent, and yet the fractals are slightly less angular, more organic and rounded, shifting endlessly in a soft array of pastels and rich gem-colored light. You did it. Oh my god. <laughs> that was fucked. Oh my god, thank are you. you. Um, are, thanks. are you okay? I'm, yeah, I'm okay. I, I, I think. I, uh, <laughs> I look down at myself just to make sure. I'm whole. Uh, thank you for that, for your guidance. That was wild. <laughs> and I've never been here before. <laughs> I think you also notice, Riot, as you look up to 13, where you look down at yourself to make sure that you're fine and you're in one piece and everything feels normal. But as you look up at 13, they're almost like, I don't want to say glitchy note because I don't want to lead you down a path to think that they're similar to the glitch, but they're like sort of spectral here almost. They're not as corporeal as you are. Uh, what's your uh, situation here? Ghosty. <laughs> that is a really great question. I, are, you're here with me now, right? Yeah. I can feel you. I just can't see you. Oh, Huh. But the others, um, we have to get them across here too. Yeah. 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 How do we, how do we, um, do that? Is there like a similar way that they can get across? I mean, I had the frame of reference of human experience, but yeah. Um, well, I think they, I mean, I think they have to do the same thing, but any help that you can give them is, you know, I'll, I'll do my best too, but we just have to try to guide them. Okay. Is there a way that I can reach out to them? I'm going to have you picture them in your minds and flavor that however you will. Like, picture them with you in this very human context in whatever interpretation you like. Okay. Crater and Celestine, you feel the sun on your skin, though you don't strictly have skin. You feel the wheat as it grazes you. You smell the earth, and it's nostalgic, though it shouldn't be for you. And you can feel some one waiting and if you'd like to make a wisdom save with advantage both of y'all i'm also down if you guys have interpretations of your the human part of yourself i definitely would love to hear it creator if you want to go first you can have my last cosmic omen d6 why don't you say that for yourself because i have an advantage and i have an inspiration so oh you get inspiration all right so bold i'm so and (laughs) celestine finds that part of himself that really thinks of himself as Ma and Pa's kid. All of those memories of things that they taught him, that's not necessarily something that most androids have. They get all of the all of the information they need to be an adult android from the creation points. But Celestine, for a little while anyway, had parents like a human child to to teach him things. Ma taught him how to how to grow things, and Pa taught him how to how to drive things and fix things, and they they treated him like a son and loved him like a son, and I think it's that part of himself that he focuses on right now. Mm. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Wisdom save with advantage. Mm-hmm. Seventeen. You make the great push, and you feel like the colors and atoms of yourself are bleeding over onto maybe another page, like a book. You feel the sun, you feel the wheat, you can hear Ma and Pa calling, calling. And you desperately push for them, and but with a searing pain, you are on the other side of the networks, and oh my god, (sighs) you're taking 25 psychic damage. Holy, wow. 
Okay. And as this sort of process completes, your doppel will manifest in the dream network. Ooh. Would you like to describe this version of yourself? Celestine's doppel is small, smaller even than Celestine, and has a featureless face. Where there should be a face, there's just kind of like, it's just kind of fuzzy because it's the part of him that doesn't have a grasp on who he is and doesn't, doesn't know, doesn't know himself. It is heartrending to behold this version of yourself. It raises its hand and looks up to what would be the sky were you not in the networks and seeing something none of you the rest can see, it lifts a bindle over its shoulder and sets off. Crater, describe this jump for me. It's fine. I, I think I have the the inverse of what Stelacine did. I think the part that Crater really hones in on is like the primal instinct to be a father and wanting to have a child of his own. Like to a certain extent, like Crater understands that like his brain is partially programmed, but it feels like a primal desire to create a new life which I think he associates with with that being a very human emotion. That desire, you're right, it is equally human, and you attach yourself to that longing, that longing to divide, to survive, to, to continue living through something that you've made. And as you're thinking this, you feel the wheat on your skin, the sun, the soil. Make the roll. Gonna use my inspiration. <laughs> please, please do it. Fourteen. <laughs> you, f- you find that desire. There it is. You name it as human. You run through the fields towards it. It squeezes you. It bleeds you over onto that next page, and a painful. <laughs> and you're in the dream network. And please hold for pain. <laughs> Hold it, holding for pain. Hold That's for a good pain. episode title. Hold for pain. Yes. <laughs> oh my god, I'm rolling. It's it's 32 psychic damage. That's that's all right. It was worth it. And your doppel appears. Tell me about him. So I think this doppel is it. It looks similar age to Crater, maybe like a few years younger. You can see that his eyes are completely black. And he looks kind of frantic, like he doesn't really know where he is at the moment. In Crater's eyes, this is one of his worst moments. It was like one of the first times that he truly like blacked out and went into a fit of rage. And at this particular moment, Crater knows that's when he like ran into the woods for two days and just went on a rampage in there, just destroying trees. I think he has a freshly torn in half squirrel in his hand. Like... You're laughing, but this was a very serious moment for Crater. <laughs> sorry. sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, he just kind of looks frantic and panicked. He's like looking down at the squirrel t- torn in half and looking around anxiously and looks lost. Oh, the agony of watching this lost, frantic version of yourself. Something you desperately want to leave behind, want to come to terms with, and its frantic energy mounts and mounts, this this version of Crater, and he seems to, though his eyes are black, suddenly look up towards you, but he's not meeting your eyes, and then he breaks into a run, and a cloud of steam obscures him, and you are together in the dream network. I don't like this voice. (sighs) 